0: Hello, and welcome to Sunny Days Podcast, the podcast for folks to start living their grooviest, most magical lives. I'm your host, Alex the Goodwitch, a professional psychic, healer, speaker, and coach. I use my degree in biochemistry, experience as a mental health provider, and spiritual gifts to align your subconscious programming with your conscious desires, guiding you into your dream reality. Here, you will receive practical guidance, insight, and stories that you can apply to create your happiest, most fulfilling life today. If you're ready to feel lit up, capable, and inspired, I invite you to join me on this sunny day. to the Sunny Days podcast. Today I have a special guest, Nikki Vergakis. So I'll let her introduce herself in a moment. Uh, But if you're new to the podcast, my name is Alex the Good Witch. I am a psychic healer and coach. Uh, I also specialize uh, in inner child work and shadow work, uh, which I feel like will be a big topic uh, with Nikki today. And I will let her introduce herself.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I am Nikki. I am a astrology and human design reader, clinical hypnotherapist, subconscious coach. And um, yeah, I do my work through the lens of shadow work and do a lot of identity and reinvention work. Um, I started as a social media manager and a business and marketing coach and I did work with a lot of entrepreneurs and still take do business coaching clients but it was always you know it was always the emotional work was always at the core of it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um just a I really love just helping people guide people through the the things that they're afraid of about themselves or that are hard for them to face and it just often the transformations on the other side and um so I just love kind of gently being being in that with them um and yeah very excited about this
0: Yeah, I love how you talked about like that, um, like transition, you know, like through the fear and everything. And um, it's just like your energy. And we kind of talked about this personally, too, before Um, is that a lot of people I feel like when they hear of, you know, facing themselves and like facing the shadow and things like that, it kind of seems like they're gonna get like sent down into it. And you know, you got to like, fight the dragon and and good luck kind of thing, just kind of like, you know, throwing you into the deep end. Um, And I feel like we're both the kind of energy that just really like holds people. And like the whole process is supposed to be really healing and like, so like loving toward yourself and just like really beautiful and open you up to like everything you deserve. Um, So I just love Mm -hmm. how you take all these different components of what you do um, in order to guide clients hand in hand.
1: Yes, yeah, like I, I think a lot of it is a lot of the guiding is permission giving. Of the, there's so many things that a lot of shame and just things that clients will come with, and just a lot of it is like. Okay. And so what? <laughs> Almost like, all right. Yeah. and Or like, yes, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It can be hard. Mm-hmm. You can do it. That's mm-hmm. not a reason to not do it, but, in, but having somebody, yeah, there to help you go through it. And then, then you leave like with the skills to navigate that darkness mm-hmm. really helps
0: yeah, I feel like there's definitely an aspect um or like a trait of this kind of like seeing them in this unconditional light, you know because like to them they're seeing a lot of like fear or like their own um quote unquote like faults, you know, we're looking back on things and like, to the person, you know, within themselves that can be like, Oh, like these things, like you said, are shameful. Um, but to us, I feel like there's a certain trait that's really helpful. And it is that like unconditional, um, like acceptance and like unconditional regard where it's like, okay, (laughs) like you said, like, so what, like you can bring up these things. And like, I genuinely like don't see you any differently. I'm here in the same capacity. Um, and I feel like that's really healing that not a lot of people get. I was even taught that back when I worked in mental health in schools is like to be that person for kids because kids don't often get that. They're not really seen in an unconditional regard. They're seen as like bad. Um, So yeah, being able to do that for adults is just as important.
1: Yeah, it is like mirroring. It's yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah, mirroring back to them of yeah, because even that, good or bad binary for kids just carries on to adulthood and you when you're younger you know you're policed one way or another and then you eventually like you know as coping mechanisms or you know you you as like a safety thing you start doing it to yourself Mm -hmm. um and so the one of yeah the first steps of our work before you know, I get into the subconscious or you too, or you get into the psychic stuff is of just the power of them saying it out loud and then just hearing it and hearing that it like gives, it like loses its power when Mm -hmm. it, you know, leaves that person's mind and then seeing somebody be like, okay, Well, let's yeah, okay, that's fine. That's Mm -hmm. let's work with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I that's such a good point. Like how when it's in, in your mind for so long, like I feel like that's where all the shame and the fear like bruise, you know, and to be able to finally just like come like face to face or like externalize whatever like that thought or that thing is and just like have it be out. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, it's like that, like what a weight lifted off of you. You know, I feel like so many of us do that, or so often we do that, where like the more we hold on to something, the more it just like bruise and bruise and bruise. And you're just getting your own like perspective on it constantly.
1: Yeah. And, you know, thinking of yeah, the way that it brewing, thinking of it in terms of the subconscious of, um, I visually see the work I do with hypnotherapy and the subconscious as, um, I'm not actually, not really peeling off layers, but like with hypnotherapy, it's actually like, I like, you know, going to the, it can be either way, but, you know, going to the root cause and there's something, that experience that we're having of brewing, there's something that happened. There's some iteration of that experience or something related enough you know that happened when we were younger like before seven likely and then it more layers of lived experience gets just added on top of it and reinforced whether it's something happening to you or then you start to see other people being having backlash for doing the thing that you are ashamed of and mm-hmm. seeing that as like, okay, I need to act this way to survive. um, Or they, they eventually, you know, they, these beliefs become like your rules for living mm-hmm. and the, and then you start to, then you start to like understand the world through that lens of, making sense of why other people are doing what they do mm-hmm. and um you know i see subconscious work as it it's not as like and even just yeah unpacking this stuff is just it's like poking it's this is like it's kind of like a big it's a big It's like a conspiracy theory sometimes how I talk about it. Like talk to your shadow like you would a conspiracy theorist. And if you start, you don't have to, you know, like we were saying, people think it has chest shadow work, you know, has to be a long, drawn out, painful process. And every kind of, it looks differently, but it also often is just, poking holes at this conspiracy theory like Mm -hmm. these are things we're not questioning to ourselves these beliefs these are things that we these are beliefs that we feel are truths Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's as simple as like well what would happen if you did that Mm -hmm. or like going back to a root cause moment and being like what would you know inner child work is a lot of this like what what do you wish you could you know what did you let's or let's send a message to that inner child version of yourself or what perspective are you missing
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's so like amazing it's so mind-blowing when you start to get into it and you realize how much you thought like you know a equals y right but like to you it's like that's how it is like that it's like just like a fact like the sky is blue, you know, you're like, you know, they didn't text me back. They don't love me. You know, like just, you know, whatever that is um, for you, whatever that is in the moment, it's so amazing how like in your mind, it's just so A equals Y. And then like, once you get into this kind of work, you're like, wait, (laughs) you're like, that does not necessarily equal Y at all. Like, Like start poking holes in it and be like, there's a bazillion other ways this could be going, right? There's a bazillion other perspectives you know that you could have on this and that like a equals y was formed so long ago and maybe a did equal y at like that core memory or that's how you had to perceive it to keep yourself safe but then it just like blankets onto like everything you know and then it just becomes applied to like all the ways that you look at things um without realizing it at all that's why it's that's why it's subconscious work um but it's just so mind-blowing once you once you get into it and then like you said once you get into it changing the narrative is like the most amazing thing ever and it's so in your hands because once you poke holes at that conspiracy theory like you said it's like okay well what if i saw it differently or what if i approached this differently or assumed differently or you know whatever it is it just isn't that concrete a equals Y. And then you literally get a different experience because as you mentioned, you keep like hammering in the same experience because you're putting in the same input off of your same belief. And then you keep getting what you're like expecting back through your own perspective. And you're like, see, you know, that's how it is. Like, see, you are mad at me, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is. Um, So it's so cool to just like, <laughs> Pop, like poke the hole, like you said, like the balloon just like pops
1: sorry something just fell this no, good. Okay. <laughs> I was like what is that <laughs> um y- yes the, and uh, yeah it's, it's similar to like a conspiracy theorist where like it's um in those moments where actually our like our belief is disproved where that person actually isn't mad at you or whatever it is um there it's sometimes the first instinct is to like be in denial
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um or like have like a self-fulfilling prophecy um where and that's kind of where like behaviors like self-sabotaging quote-unquote behaviors come in to like keep that self-fulfilling prophecy um of or yeah, or being like or just not believing people when they're like, no, I actually am not mad at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we the balloon pops and then we actually like fully see and believe that when we're ready. Um but it also because um being quote unquote yeah, ready is like because when that does happen you it's a clean slate you Mm. have you had a manual for living life and uh, now that a lot of those rules in your manual are questioned or not true anymore a lot of people can start to can feel lost and directionless when they start healing I actually just put up a whole episode a whole podcast episode on my new my own, my own podcast that, that was my second episode Woo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, about, about this, about like what happens, why the healing journey can feel hard and like directionless in the beginning. Um, Because all of these, you know, we can get into parts work, all of these parts of you that came online to reinforce xyz belief like they don't have jobs anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're and we're not used to thinking like how do i actually feel about certain thing or these patterns that we want to keep going how would i rather go how would i rather go about this what would i rather feel or think about this we're not used to asking ourselves that or thinking that we actually even can have that, make that belief ourselves and operate from it. Mm-hmm. Um And it's an exciting and also can be like a scary, clean slate for yeah.
0: people. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um that's such a good point that you brought up because with that parts work, um, I love, I love parts work, but like you mentioned, like the roles. So basically just context a little bit so um the the shadows that we face even like the the inner child work that you do like how we mentioned it all stems from a long long time ago and experiences these parts are formed um and these parts of us all have like different roles that they've taken on and they're like this is what i do you know like i you know i get anxious when this happens or i you know tell you you're bad when this happens they have just like very specific parts of how they um how they cope with things and they take over and they're the ones uh, creating like your 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 patterns and your experience. So anyway, those parts like we were saying when the balloon pops and then it's just like okay, that's um am- amazing, right? Because the, had, the balloon had not been very helpful to us. Um, but it's like what what now? Like uh Nikki mentioned, like these parts have no roles. So that's like such an important part of that that work is also um, concurrently or whatever it is in your own kind of like timeline, um, is also finding your connection to direction, you know? So for me and what I do, and this may be different for people, depending on what they resonate with, but for me, it's a lot of like connecting with your intuition, um, or like your, your higher self, your soul, um, because connecting with that helps you, get into like an authentic direction. Like, where do you really want to go? Um, what are you really wanting to do? What's really going to make you happy? Um, because so far you had just been playing out the, the, the parts and their roles. Um, but for other people, that direction may be from, from other things. Um, so how do you like to, um, transfer over the roles like is there a process like in your hypnotherapy or do you use I know you said um you use like human design I don't know if that's separate um but I'd love to hear kind of like your approach on like new new clean slate direction
1: yes um yeah the so as for the process of yeah because there's like the process of releasing in and then there's all right, start from scratch. Um, like I'm leaning towards, um, leaning into like the re like reinvention, like <laughs> as kind of what I help people do, which really <clears throat> is, um, building a new life from that clean slate area. And for me, it, a lot of work that I'm interested in and help people do is identity work because a lot cause this has been my story and I have a lot of people in my community that were they were one identity and way before they came in and started doing this journey and then it was an identity that they had a lot of shame around like as as a queer person and that being a big part of my life and unlearning catholic guilt and all of that and then becoming a a gay witch here we are um that has been a lot of my journey where the identity that you step into is one that you had a lot of shame around, mm-hmm. um, is, is that, is that new path. So for working with those parts, uh, one way that, um, yeah, again, for every client, it depends on how that part Shows up for them. And like, since I have all of these tools that I use in my coaching, which one is best, which one best fits how they need to heal, whether they do have a lot of trauma and things to, and beliefs and things to unlearn and rewrite, we can take the more subconscious approach and whether they have done some of that or they're they just really don't know about themselves that's where astrology and human design can come in but Mm -hmm. um the framework that I was trained with and like to use for subconscious work um is first relax you know that's getting into that in in terms of a session getting into that trance state but also uh, getting I do also like to talk about the nervous system a lot and like you know not being in that fight or flight and then uh, release mm-hmm. Um. so the release is often that's where we start we start with the issue the most pertinent issue that is coming up for them in the moment and that the client brings up and Whatever the most pertinent thing, even if it's something different than they thought they were going to work on, that's what's, you know, on their mind and the subconscious. And then we, you know, talk about why is that a problem for you? Mm -hmm. How does that affect your life? And when did you kind of get around of like, when did your subconscious first decide this story for you? And just starting to listening to what the client's saying and hearing, you know, where it could be from then often in that case a part comes up um like a belief is just usually like yeah a part whether that is whether it's showing up as a shadow or a protective part or um inner inner teen inner child all of the inner stuff mm-hmm. um and then you you know you can either then for the releasing it's either it's like you know relieving that part of their duty uh, i've done a lot, some exercises where um there's you know a safe haven where that part of you can just go and hang out there or if they just want to kind of dissolve or maybe they want a new job or mm-hmm. um it's a lot of asking the client questions and when they're deep in that state, um, these are not, you know, if if I was consciously, if we were having a conscious session and I was like, all right, so what does your inner child want to do? They may be like, I don't know.
0: Right. <laughs> Just like stereotypical things. It's like they want ice cream, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
1: yeah the and these are like messages from you know the subconscious that they can come through there and it just has to make sense to them so yeah working with that part and seeing it if it wants to not a like kind of resolving of like okay why is that part doing this and what did it want to know or what reassurance does it need? Or then where does it want to go? And then, and then receiving is, Mm -hmm. is the third part of, you know, then that's where in the actual session, like suggestions can come in of how you would rather think about. um, And then after that, yeah, that's where, you know, if I am working with an entrepreneur um, we can start building like the, the framework of the new business that they want to build, um, if it's either way yeah I love astrology for self-discovery and like acceptance a lot of people bring in a lot of shame about their charts and they're like I hate my Scorpio Venus <laughs> or whatever <Yeah. laughs> or my Virgo uh, uh, Virgo Venus which is what I have it's not easy <laughs> but like here's how you can work with that or like yeah, or if people are not used to being asked like what, what do you want to do? What do you want in a relationship? Because mm-hmm. I relate to the feeling of when I was younger, just like falling into relationships, but then for astrology, then, you know, we can look at you know, their seventh house and their Venus and, um, things like that and say like, well, this is what your predetermined pre your pre, um, not predetermined always like but like I you're mean. yeah you're comfortable you're naturally you naturally mm-hmm. gravitate towards mm-hmm. um so just a lot of like releasing shame in giving encouraging self-trust and permission giving um and then using tools like astrology and human design to s- look and see like okay this is what's here does does this resonate and often that just we just need something to get a to get those gears firing and then they once once it opens up they're like I like this and I also like this and oh and it just goes from there
0: yeah it's amazing once you like connect to that like deeper part of you that's beyond you know like the parts and the fragments like how you said how you can just become a whole new person like there's so many things like even for me personally like I remember being younger and like I like remember like I hated going outside (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. I hated um convertibles like so random or the windows down I would like put my head down have a panic attack and like now I only drive with the window it could be raining and I drive with the windows down I want to be outside all the time just like literally like opposite opinions um but it's just you know connecting to like that real um like that real you like how you're talking about how um how things like astrology can can help you connect um to that like framework of um you know who how like you're how you're guided and um and what you naturally lean towards and everything um and it's cool that you do like the the shadow and the subconscious work but then also that kind of more um, expansive, like work of like the, the identity work, uh, because a lot of people come to me about like intuition development and like very like spiritual things. Cause obviously I'm a very spiritual person. Um, but what they're often surprised to hear is like, I always recommend like things like the subconscious work, you know, so long as you're ready for it, but things like that are like a huge key to unlock. Like if you want to develop psychic ability, stuff like that, it's, not necessarily spiritual practices that are going to get you spiritual results a lot of the times it's about all of this this stuff that's been kind of like holding you captive in order to like then connect with that spiritual self that's like already there you know
1: that's yeah what I have yeah heard of um just yeah like my time in like yeah spiritual circles um around people that are that do psychic work and spiritual work and um even like my own experience like i i would like to tap into my own gift someday but what i've a lot of it is like and i've been reiki attuned a couple times and realizing that it's not like seeing in hearing or whatever things very obviously it's like it's listening in like a um in a in like a way of like hints and symbols like an Mm -hmm. inner listening Mm -hmm. so the you have to be really or like yeah if you're you know really connected to yourself Mm -hmm. and to the I I see like connection to spirit and the intuition your intuition your subconscious in astrology they're all in the same house in the 12th Mm -hmm. house Mm -hmm. so i it's what really like not much of a difference between the subconscious
0: and spirit and like where it is i i didn't know that that's super mind-blowing to me that's i love that i love how in line that is
1: yeah and even though my like my um hypnotherapy teacher um, who also if I need a session I'll usually go to her and we just recently did like a we were like maybe there's like some sort of entity here and like if I did want to look into that uh, from another angle I I would also hit up someone who does that but she basically but it was it was just a parts work session of Mm -hmm. of like she sees ent- entities as you know parts of us that we release so uh, they're like yeah not really much of a difference the in the way that she sees it like a yeah a a, a hypnotherapy session whoever whether you're talking to your intuition or spirit or whatever like it's very similar.
0: Yeah. It makes sense because like your intuition can come from this like deep subconscious part, you know, and your subconscious is what we're talking about. When we talk about shadow and subconscious work. And like it also makes a lot of sense. Like I'm just like, I I just love it. I'm so excited about this fact that you gave me with the 12th house. But um it it, it just makes so much sense to me. It'll even help me explain it to other people more too. But like when I when I work with clients, like it, it's like psychic readings that I'm giving them with my subconscious. I can't like separate them. Like, that's how I know what the hell your like things are, you know, like that's how I get the messages of like, that's how I see it. I see it the same way. If I was like, give you a tarot reading and tell you about, you know, like what's going on in your love life. It's the same as me, like coaching you. And like, you're talking to me and like, I see, I'm like, this is the, this is the pattern this is exactly like from the core thing that happened like back with your mom like I remember saying that to a client who's like I think she's 75 she's in her 70s I remember telling her that and to me it was like a very clear vision like how I would give a reading but it was for like the subconscious parts work and she was like oh my god it is exactly like that (laughs) And she was like, how She's like, I'm like 70 years old and I've been doing the same shit forever. She's like, how did I never see that? It was literally exactly like that. Like everything I do is exactly like that thing with my mom, you know? Um, so I love how it's all, it is all it's like subconscious spiritual work is just so intertwined.
1: Yeah, I think that we and for her right, that's a right that's a belief that was in her subconscious was with her mom. You know that belief was formed young, and yeah, I think that we're all here like people who are identifies healers or are doing this work. Um, we just have our, we have our own flavor and skill set to deliver these messages in different ways and approaching these messages from different angles but and you know I don't I don't know we're all we don't know exactly where all of this is coming from and um but yeah we have like our own different ways of doing it so and then the clients that come to us are what that the the um way that we're giving it is the way that they're most comfortable receiving it like you know that client tarot or reading was how they best receive it and then my clients um at the time that they're booking with us you know in their subconscious is how they were best to receive it Mm -hmm. um yeah one time I heard an astrologer describe the 12th house going back to that but connected of like the space between life and death and I was like well mm-hmm. that's cool. yeah yeah <laughs> like that's that space just yeah. this reality and yeah. something else <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: that's so cool and it it makes sense because like when you're saying how it's connected it like I love that it shows that you know the the human you know and like spirit are connected I feel like a lot of times they're treated very separately um so for you to say like how the subconscious and the spiritual is like both the same house and like how they said it's like in between life and death it's it really is like that that bridge um so that's so interesting um I am not an astrologer obviously or else I would probably know that um but now I'm like go get an astrology reading from Nikki and like figure out your 12th house (laughs) that's so cool (laughs)
1: I, lo- I love talking about, I just naturally like love talking about that house and I'm like, well, that makes sense if I like, you know, like shadow work. Because mm-hmm. I, I think in, in, in like why I like talking about and why that's kind of been the lens is like, because whatever something, whatever is something that people either are afraid of or that's been that has been demonized by society or has yeah that people are afraid of just because of how the impression of it is Mm -hmm. um even on like a meta level or like a a micro level of that's a lot of the work that we're talking about that we do with clients in a nutshell of oh you're afraid of this part of yourself or you're afraid of the outcome if you leaned into this part of yourself well let let me let's let's go in there and uh and then for shadow work and for because in in the astrology maybe not the community of like astrologers but people that either are casual with it or are getting read I have had people say to me like I'm so afraid of the 12th house because I think that it's the death of it all like the death because also death is the eighth house and the 12th house are um connected to death and um so like the the uncertainty like Mm -hmm. um I like shining a light on those things and being like you because yeah you, you know you can you can explore it it's safe there it's it can be like or because again like I like I said in the beginning the things that people are afraid of like that the most powerful transformations are like are on the other side Mm -hmm. of 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 diving into that Mm -hmm. um and also I love I have this that phrase that my friend and I use that I have colorful gray areas. And I have, Mm -hmm. I have this shirt, um, that's, that is from like this podcast that says like people hate nuance, Mm -hmm. like the in-between the gray areas in terms of talking about issues, Mm -hmm. any in-between here. Love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I, oh my gosh. I love that. Cause like I, that's, um, the way that I see things and I feel like a reason that I kind of feel like a, like an outsider sometimes is that whole, like when I was younger, I used to just like say I was like Switzerland, <laughs> but that was like my way of saying that it's just cause like I, there's so many nuances, like you said to, to everything. And like, you can, you can see all of that, you know? And then it's so hard to be black and white when you see the gray area as color, like your shirt. Um, I love those phrases you give me like words to like how I felt that's really cool I'm sure you know people listening I felt that way too because of course you know a lot of people listening um are just very like uh sensitive souls
1: yeah I have a lot of yeah and I have a lot of well I have have a Libra rising so that's like very you know Libra
0: oh yeah that makes sense
1: (laughs) that's cool Oh, oh my God! Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's we're very comfortable with that. Our like, I like Channing Nicholas, the astrologer. Um, sh- she uses um, yeah. She describes the um, she describes the rising sign as like your motivation for living life and so we are we are motivated to see um to yeah for things to have balance and to like see both perspectives and um i use this app teledipity um for numerology and it says like my one of my greatest missions is for um conflict resolution Mm. and so i see that of like people Ha, ha, resolving conflict within themselves like yeah. all of these you know different parts of them yeah with liberalizing. i also have libra mars and mars is like con- literally your approach not well it's it's a oh, few wow. things there's sex yeah. there's like drive mm-hmm. and energy and then there's also like how your approach to conflict mm-hmm. um but people definitely can it's possible to see all of these sides and also still have have like a central, um, yeah, a central idea, a central stance on something as I, it, I, yeah, I have a lot of, um, ability to yeah be like yes I mostly I feel this way about this topic and also um then also these other things are true you know <laughs> at at the same time because yeah. a lot of people use the like multi the can use this idea of gray areas or nuance to Excuse things that are, I will, I do still believe that there are things that are objectively harmful and Mm -hmm. you know, not good, and that doesn't so that doesn't mean it doesn't mean there's you don't have any stance, but it's just it felt so, um, and, and just when people have these about beliefs about themselves, it felt so limiting and like, um, to to just have like one, to just see one, something one way, everything one way and have just like one opinion on something.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like, it's so, um, it's so like healing (laughs) to Mm -hmm. like, have you put all of that, like in words, because that's something that I've struggled with as far as speaking, because I see things that way. And I feel like, um, seeing things that way is so healing. Like how um, you know, I don't know about mine, but with um, your like numerology, and I was saying like that's part of your like um, you know, like conflict resolution and seeing both sides. Like I feel like it's a very healing perspective um, that I have, but I'm always afraid to share it because um, a lot of stances are so black and white. And by sharing it, I I never wanted to get misconstrued as like I am um, you know allowing. Um, or like you said, not having like a central stance, um, of like, Hey, but I'm not saying that this is okay or anything, you know, um, being able to have both where it's like, you can see all the ways around all the nuances in a way that can really be, um, a resolve or at least very healing. Um, and at the same time, you're not saying that like, Oh, because you can see all these perspectives, it's all, all right, (laughs) you know, or it's all like, um, condoned yeah
1: especially just in like our society is so polarized especially like on social media that very much is mm-hmm. a lot of people's um yeah a lot of people's it, it yeah a view is that because because it's impossible to fit as much nuance as sensitive situations should be dealt with Mm -hmm. on a social media comment or post or whatever um people see that you're saying one thing or you're seeing that you're saying that it's complicated and like you know situations can be complicated Mm -hmm. and then they assume that just because you're saying that yeah that you're allowing certain harmful things to Mm -hmm. be true when so i um i also see like the the greater like the greater good and you know libra is also very justice oriented so (laughs) (laughs) the collective and the greater good is like contributing to that is also very important for me Mm -hmm. and i see all of these internal all of these interpersonal conflicts in the world that like in um that contribute to just the the general vibe of the world that we're living in that it's at the at the end of the day it is like it is it's individual it's a bunch of like little interactions that mm-hmm. are creating the vibe of the big interactions and if some more if some of these interactions were a little more nuanced and were a little more um compassionate Mm -hmm. and came from more of a healed and grounded place Mm -hmm. that can kind of help you know the just make the world a better place for everyone to live so Mm -hmm. i do even though like our work is individual um you know, with, with one-on-one with people, a lot of it, I see that as like, hopefully they go out into the world and then treat people with as much compassion as I've helped them give to themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. I feel like that's, um, that's just so important of like having that perspective, um, that you hold and being able to like give it in that way. Um, And it's really cool because like I mentioned, like I I have a hard time speaking that perspective that I feel is very healing on like a bigger level or to like more group audience wise, even though I feel like it can be so healing. Um, but it's true because that's how we are one-on-one with people, you know, and I feel like that one-on-one, like, um, that perspective, at least for right now. And for me, like thrives there, you know, and does the healing and like people, um, feel that from us. And then, like you said, that can carry out, you know, um, because it is hard, especially like with social media, um, and just like the way the mentality is there. Um, it's hard to do that on that kind of scale you know, but it's so um, special to be able to give that to like one person one at a time and have them really experience that maybe even for the first time um, and then carry on and have their own little, you know, trickle and impact from there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just seeing, yeah, just really seeing these people going through, yeah, these people seeing the world differently going through it differently um where just yeah assuming that just now yeah not assuming that these people are that everyone's coming from like a worse like a a, a place that have, where they have the worst intentions Mm -hmm. and, or that like, it's, yeah, very, like the world is, can be very, people in the world can be very reactive Mm -hmm. and they're reactive because in this, you know, a lot of, this is the shadow trying to, you know, protect us in some way with, if someone so, so much, you know, a lot of like what, you know, the coaching is, Not only talking, helping people through their conversations with themselves, you know, a lot of times, especially in the beginning of working with someone, they're talking about interactions that they're having with others. Mm -hmm. And we, as coaches, listen, like I'm, you know, in one of the biggest things in hypnotherapy training is... Is We call it subconscious listening of, like, they're saying one thing, but, you know, you're listening for, yeah. like, where those words are coming from. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about interactions that they're having with others. And so this person, they think I'm stupid because they said this to me when in reality, well, A, why, so what's this, is, where is this, like, core wound around being perceived as quote-unquote stupid and that clearly that some your subconscious wants to defend you from feeling that way Mm -hmm. so you're going to be hyper vigilant and whatever that person says is likely that's not the person they're interacting with they don't they don't think that about your client Mm -hmm. but we're just they're just so reactive
0: and then yeah Mm -hmm. it becomes very easy to see things the way that the that the core beliefs, you know, see things. It's 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 too easy <laughs> to <laughs> see things that way. Um so something that I definitely wanted to make sure we talked about um is shadow work just as like fundamentally um it's such like a big word right now. Obviously it's been around, but I feel like it's even more of a big word right now, and even more um, of a confused word right now. Um, And I know that we have been talking about it. So obviously, we've been talking about how it is this subconscious work. uh, But I know that there's a lot of misconceptions around it. Um, So yeah, if you want to start with just um, anything that you would like to be able to tell people about what it is or what it is not, um, and just kind of uh, be able to share as a practitioner to uh, explain to people what shadow work.
1: Yeah, because um, I don't know, are you or maybe yeah, are you on TikTok at all? Like there's, mm-hmm. with the TikTok shop, which yeah is like a you know it's kind of like Instagram shopping feature you can basically shop within the app there's a lot of products that have popped up and one of the products that I don't know you know who made this book I haven't looked into it yes
0: (laughs) it's like every like two videos too it's like so many
1: (laughs) yeah I, I you know, I, I don't know how, you know, good it is, but yeah, I feel like just that I've seen a lot of people talk about, there's so many, you know, you, cause you can see how many likes and views, um, are in our, um, you know, are on those videos. So that tells me that a lot of people now have somewhat of an understanding or of shadow work. And, and it, like, at first I was happy to just see how many people are willing to engage in it because Mm -hmm. um a lot of again a lot of this can be something that people are afraid of because or don't even know what it means um then therefore because of the unknown they're afraid of it um so I was happy I am happy to see that it's being talked about more um And so as for, yeah, really misconceptions and what it really is, again, is that the process of doing it has to be like long and painful. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that I think the number one thing is, is that you have to relive and bring up Mm -hmm. your own your you know all of your experiences um and for some people for some things that is that is how you do it it's not every time and also the way that I'm personally taught um is to not have you don't have to go back actually into the Mm -hmm. memory like we are trauma-informed we're trained to not cause more harm Mm -hmm. um if that's a part of that person's journey of yeah or that you know sure but like for I've I've worked with a lot of wounds and memories even within myself and yeah I wasn't ness I wasn't You know, in bed, like thrown off for days. Mm -hmm. I think more so that came from, like I said, of feeling directionless Mm -hmm. because not because I was in stuck in like reliving all of this trauma it's because it's like oh wow okay where do I go from here yeah um, <laughs> that it, it can and you know yeah it can be I a lot of it is um it should be like fun because basically a lot for me has been like you know a lot of my a lot of uh patterns for me is around like overworking and um Yeah. And like burnout. So then for me, the healing, a big healing part of it is touching grass and Mm -hmm. living in the real world and like, and having fun. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like just to heal something dark, you don't have, you don't have to go through something dark.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I that's, I love how that's, that's summed up because I feel like you're right. That's a big fear around shadow work is like, um, I feel like there's two different like kinds of umbrella fears and like one is like you kind of know of it and you're afraid of going into it and the other is like you said you literally have no idea what it is but it's called shadow work and like that's a scary term or a scary connotation or um y- there's like a misbelief or mis uh misunderstanding of like what the connotation is actually even about Um, so I feel like there's kind of like those two different parties of, of fear. Um, but you're right. You don't have to like go through something dark in order to like work with something dark, um, and get to the other side of it. You, you know, even working with trauma, you don't have to literally like be in it or like re-traumatize yourself to work with it. You know, you can remain, um, in a very empowered, very safe place, and then, you know, work with little bits, almost like it is like this thing, you know, that you're like holding and like working with, not like you have to, you know, step into the the scenario of it to do something about it. So that's definitely a big misconception. And then um, I'd like to add too, with the shadow work of people who, uh, the fear um, for people who probably don't even know like what it's even remotely about, um, a lot of times it gets uh connected to witchcraft um which obviously we're both witches so witchcraft isn't necessarily scary either but people who don't know witchcraft isn't scary and then mm-hmm. see shadow work there's like this huge connection uh or like connotation associated with it which is very interesting because um they can overlap if you'd like them to like how we talked about the 12th house and the subconscious of spirituality, like they could go together, like how I'm a psychic, you know, helping with this shadow work. Um, but they could totally be like mutually exclusive, like it could be more of like a, a therapy kind of modality that has literally nothing to do with magic, witchcraft, like spirituality even um, mm-hmm. at all whatsoever. It exists like on its own. Um, so that's definitely a huge thing that I definitely want to be clear of, um, especially because, um, you know, we're, we're just talking about it too, that like, it doesn't have to be through that lens at all. It actually exists like literally as like it's subconscious work.
1: I, yeah, at first I love that visual of like it being something that you're holding Mm -hmm. and you're working with. And if you need to hold it like an arm's length away from you, like you can still effectively do that. And, I've yeah I've started when I'm in conversation with friends or anyone or even me talking to someone about something whenever anybody has self-awareness alone is not shadow work that's step one but have has a level of like accountability Mm -hmm. um with anything that they're talking about or again like talking about complicated feel like mixed emotions on something of I feel this way and I feel this way, Well, maybe that's why I feel this way. I'm like, that shadow work mm-hmm. And these are not we're not in hypnosis and we're not doing a spell or anything. We're just having a conscious conversation. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I think accountability is is really like, the baseline of Mm -hmm. how I see it admitting to and yeah admitting to things admitting something that you wouldn't that you've been afraid to or wouldn't
0: normally yeah yeah I like that because that's you really being able to like come to terms with that shadow and then from there work with it but that's definitely like what you're describing is so where the word like shadow even comes from, not shadow as it is like dark, like it doesn't need to be dark in a way that is scary. It's dark as in like, it's in the dark, you know? like for the longest time, like it's literally in the dark to you, like you literally don't see it. Um, it's, there's no, it's not brought to light yet. <laughs> so shadow work is, um, you know, bringing it to light. But like you said, it's, it's more than that. It goes beyond like the awareness um into like what you were describing as accountability and for me and just like kind of my perspective i would describe as like working with yourself like for me that's when it becomes the line of like shadow work it's like okay you don't just kind of like know it exists and knows it's there but like you're actually like working with it you know you're um, not just shining the light on it and you're like okay cool there's this thing here that, like, you know, harms me and other people or gets in my way, things like that. You're like actually working with it, and like that's the work and shadow work um, to me. But ultimately, shadow is like the fact that it's it's uh, it's uncovered. <laughs> it's it's in the shadow <laughs> mm. mm-hmm.
1: that you're yeah channel, Yeah, you've uncovered it. There's a light shown on it, and then you are right. Another part of you is picking up that is, you know, picking up that thing that has been uncovered and is holding it and yeah, is working with it. So multi-dimensionality, like that's been a, yeah, a theme here of like, of seeing many perspectives on something, but within the self of, um, of, you know, there's one part of me that feels this way. There's another part of me that feels this way or yeah that like there's one part of me that's wants this shadow to stick around Mm -hmm. and then there's another part of me that is hurting from the shadow being around and Mm -hmm. whether they're and so then it's getting those parts to communicate it's like having a hard conversation with some with another human but it's two parts of you having yeah. a hard conversation.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I, the, the coolest thing about parts work is how much it really is. Um, I mean, like everything, everything is on like its own levels, like from the micro, you know, to the macro. Uh, It's so interesting how, you know, the world works, like how you look at, um, you know, neurons in your brain and they look like branches of a tree. You know, I feel like that's very much like parts work where it's so cool when you get into it, how, you know, the parts are you know, all these individual, you know, like dynamic uh beings going on, like you said, that like affect each other. And um, you know, it's very much internal relationships, just like external relationships. Um, and something that you that you mentioned that um like how you said, you know, part of you wants the shadow to stick around. Um, it gave me like another way to look at the word shadow too, which is like your shadow um is like always on you you know it's like it's attached to you it's with you no matter like where you go it's with you and I feel like that's also the shadow and shadow work it's not just things that are like uh in the dark to you you know until you go like through and and work with it um but it's also things that like they are like with you at all times and, and you aren't aware you know just like you might not see your shadow following you behind you everywhere you go um that's the same thing with um this like subconscious programming that's going on it's like It's been with you this whole time, (laughs) you know, um, everywhere you go, no matter how far um, you have come, um, which is valid and you have come so far. uh, It's still, it's still there, you know, it's still there with you um, until you really do that kind of shadow work.
1: And yeah, wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that uh, way of looking at that word. That like it's oh it's a little shot it's my little shadow that follows me around that that phrase that people say but mm-hmm. about the actual shadow and on like releasing shadow parts, um, and in, in the like permission giving lens of, and like nuance lens that I do a lot of this. I've been talking about th- uh, this concept a lot recently with people of like coping mechanisms, for an example, which not all coping mechanisms are shadow, or more so they can like cause it and vice versa. Um, There's definitely some overlap there, but I am that friend that if people Say that they've been engaging. You know, there's a limit, and there's layers to this. But in in a behavior, and if they know that if they have a handle on it, and they know that, um, you know, and this they're doing this behavior in response to something really hard happening. If they know that they can get out of it, when I'm, when they are done with it if they know why they're doing it and if if them currently engaging in that behavior is not causing is not causing really any more harm um or isn't you know yeah really like hurting them i don't really have a abstinence view of those things or even the shadow like and even when i talk like uh, in terms of coping mechanisms uh you know depending on the situation that's very nuanced but you know depending on what it is and or even um yeah like uh, sometimes when i say this i'm like is this uh going against marketing is this hurting me but like the of the belief that like we're going to work through beliefs
0: mm-hmm.
1: but i don't know if i can say that they're going to be gone forever like mm-hmm. or that we're never going to engage in these patterns ever again just because yeah. we are humans and they we will have lots of experiences in life and, mm-hmm. and maybe these experiences will make us want to engage in these behaviors again but if you do are doing this initial work where it doesn't, you don't feel like you have to go right into it. Like you have no other choice, like you have other tools. And if you understand why you do it and then, you know, if you've been able to bring yourself out of it and have a handle on it before, yeah, there may be times where you're engaging with it again. Cause I think having just straight up, cause then shaming yourself, you're not going to be motivated to stop that behavior from a place of shaming yourself. And that just, for some people with demand avoidance of, or of like going against being told what to do, it's going to make them want to do it more.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so true that like, it can always like circle back, you know, but it's such a vast difference to have, you know, done that kind of shadow work. And then, you know, if you decide, or if it comes back up again, like to engage in that behavior, it's just such a vastly different experience to be able to, like you said, you've had a footing on it before, um, or maybe it comes up way less severely, or it comes up in a way where you can recognize what is going, what it's going on, um, with it and like how it's affecting you and how it's affecting your life, um, and be able to, intervene with it a lot more effectively or efficiently. There's just like a whole different way of experiencing it. Um, even if those parts, you know, come back up, because I feel like there's always those, um, those like layers in your, in your system. And I, a lot of people experience that. So many people experience like, Oh, I thought I worked through this thing, you know, and then like, I found myself doing it again. Um, which happens a lot when you just stay on the conscious and when you do subconscious work, yeah, it comes up again, but like in a whole different way, you have a whole different like way of approaching it, of experiencing it. Um, And then to your point of like the, the different like coping strategies and everything is I agree. I always like tell people not to label certain um, coping skills as like good or bad or healthy and unhealthy because it's all really relative um and it's it's unhelpful to like you said um shame yourself because when you come from a place of shame you're going to go deeper into whatever your coping strategies are because like it's it's putting you in a place where you need to cope even more so it's going to get you like way more hammered into like whatever you're shaming yourself about um but it's true like sometimes certain coping strategies like may be harmful to you at sometimes and maybe sometimes it's um a better strategy for you in this moment than it was before. Like I always give the example how like in, um, rehabs they let, um, or as far as I know, most rehabs, I don't know if this is every rehab, but in rehabs, they allow their, their patients to smoke. They'll, you know, they'll go get them cigarettes and yeah, cigarettes is not a great habit to have. You could label it as like unhealthy coping skill. You know, it's not, it's not good for your lung health, but relatively speaking, you know, why you're in there and like the, the, um, your coping strategy that you used to have, whatever your like drug of choice was, you know, it's a lot better to reach for a cigarette, relatively speaking, you know, so, um, definitely important to not shame, um, whatever that like part in that role is like on your journey of working with them and understanding them. I love that.
1: I, yeah, I was thinking of, a lot of this in terms of yeah like I yeah and not like I haven't been through it or haven't helped people with substance issues but yeah in it can be very much can be comparable to substance issues and also why a lot of those of of healing that and why a lot of those the root of all of of a lot of those things is on top of genetics of so can be It's coping for something emotional Mm -hmm. um but and also some people's non-substance mechanisms are feel just as strong as substance-based ones Mm -hmm. but yeah of how you know a lot of people have for the opioid epidemic have switched to you know, that the naloxone that is kind Mm -hmm. of like a low dose of Mm -hmm. the drug. Cause yeah, it, it, you know, like withdrawal is really hard on your body Mm -hmm. withdrawal of going cold Turkey on these mechanisms. Yeah. We don't necessarily have to, yeah. That can also just be just as shocking. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like what's coming to me, um, is like coming full circle of like what you mentioned with the with the clean slate of it all when you do like this kind of subconscious work and then kind of like the what now and I feel like sometimes with that what now there can be a lot of pressure to try to do things like good and right and healthy and you know my what now looks like I do all of these things that you know to, to me, they're labeled as like, these are all the healthy, good things to do. Um, but to really allow yourself to like naturally have a stepwise, um, if that like direction, you know, if that's what you need and that's what you're going towards and to not, um, shame or label it as like not good enough or, um, to, you know, to go in that direction, maybe it's not like all the way night and day, um, but with that clean slate, knowing that whatever you're guided towards uh, is okay to go in that direction. It doesn't mean that you have to become this like perfect or healthy, you know, coping person now.
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of just, I've seen in a way of, a I follow, have followed a lot of journeys. I feel like people are talking about this on Social media, whether they were in dieting or culture, or whether they were in uh, corporate culture, or just like over childhood gifted overachiever, whatever it is, having one side of the pendulum and then people healing that, and then I mean I relate to just like a lot, all of those things of you know the of where they don't have to they can just be worthy by living like a life whether their their life is great and fulfilling whether if they're you know without climbing that corporate ladder or whatever they thought they were going to do like just having a peaceful
0: mm-hmm.
1: life and yeah. by just hanging out um not just but you know yeah like and 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 reclaiming that Mm -hmm. and um and also the clean slate like why it can feel so like shocking i think about people who were are in recovery that then but then they're not given or even people who are released from prison and we see um we see the relapse or whatever a lot of this is they're just like they're just put out to mm-hmm. the wolves and it's not yeah. like what does your life look like now and mm-hmm. there's they don't know they have they might not have known
0: anything else yeah mm-hmm. exactly that whole like that's the only way you've lived your life. Um whether it's the examples you gave or even just the subconscious work. It's like keep in mind that's the only, that is literally the only way you've been like living this entire time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really big clean slate. And it doesn't mean that um you have to like completely quote unquote fill it. Um and it doesn't mean that you need to go back. Um it doesn't mean that you need to slip back because it's all you knew because you can implement things that are um um, what's it called? Like digestible, you know, you can implement things that are digestible at a time, but I feel like that is the perfect place to wrap this up is with that acceptance, um, and that relief of the shame through this journey. Um, but if there's anything else that you wanted to touch upon, um, go ahead. Um, if, if there's anything on your mind as we, as we wrap up.
1: Um. Yeah, not really. Yeah. I feel like we we yeah. A lot of we like really closed the loop and full went full circle on a lot of things and talked about all of this from lots of angles and angles that I hadn't I wouldn't even necessarily think of right, you know, when when think about all of this. Definitely have like a, a comprehensive, you know conversation on a lot of this yeah
0: yeah yeah I'm glad it's so cool because like we 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 knew going into it that we had like overlapping um, kind of perspectives and modalities. So it really was like all encompassing because of course there's those, all those different little perspectives and nuances and tidbits along the way. Um, so it was great. Like I I learned a lot about something that I am already practicing and engaging in. Um, so thank you. And I hope that, you know, you all listening got to learn more about shadow work um, and what it really is and Um, are inspired to when you feel ready to um, be able to know that you're capable of stepping into it, you know, and stepping out into the other side. And hopefully it doesn't seem maybe as daunting as it might have before. Um, So at this time, I'll definitely let let Nikki know how to find her, um, how to work with them, all of that good stuff that they got going on right now.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I learned a lot too. And like a great, yeah, great dynamic conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so yes, I am Nikki N-I-K-K-I underscore Vergakis, V-E-R-G-A-K-E-S on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and I put out content about all of this. Um and I really enjoy, really enjoy making content. I also just launched like a month ago, my podcast, um, as I mentioned, it's called the liminal lounge, which liminal very much in between kind of space, um, and so i love that and you know the first episode is what is shadow work the second one is what i <laughs> described <laughs> and um it's just solo right now i may have other people on as i go on um and if that's wherever you find podcasts and it will be on youtube i'm working on getting the second the first one's up uh, the second episode up and the third episode will have video um and yeah, loving the podcast. You can currently work with me Um, through, I have session, I have 90 minute sessions that can either be subconscious coaching or astrology, human design or hypnotherapy or kind of blend astrology. And a lot of people do that, do like both in one session, which is why I just, it has to be 90 minutes. I'm not going to be concise if i i just can't and so um and i also do long-term clients so how you can get started with that is um, booking a subconscious assessment um which is 33 dollars and we do a light hypnosis and then it's it's like a mini coaching session and then at the end we talk about what working together could look like um and I, yeah, packages are mostly custom um, and I'm working on, and I also have a vault of hypnosis and EFT tracks, EFT mm-hmm. videos and hypnosis tracks. Um, I have a course, a self-discovery course with um, a f- friend and um, Andrea who is awesome and that runs in cohorts and we're in the middle of one right now. And i'm working on a membership to really Ooh. like funnel
0: mm-hmm. like
1: my community and content mm-hmm. into a next tier and i want to do um you know obviously group coaching group hypnotherapy kind of um, um hot seat astrology workshops a discord community is very important my son is in the 11th house um mm-hmm. my uh my son in astrology I don't have a son
0: <laughs> I, at first I was like oh I was like your son I was like oh my gosh I didn't realize <laughs> the pause <laughs> after that sounded...
1: <laughs> the pa- yep nope um the house of like networks and friends and everything and yeah so I'm that'll come out that's coming out soon the oh, first iteration cool. of that
0: I so. love the the expansion of everything uh, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I have to yeah, get over the year have just been like slowly rolling out kind of a rebrand of mm-hmm. of everything. So,
0: yeah, yeah. okay, cool. So, yeah, I'll definitely have all of Nikki's info um in the show notes. Um, and then for me, I'll have like my socials on there, um, my one-on-one coaching, which is where, um, you would find shadow work with me. Um, and then my psychic services, um, with my one-on-one coaching, I include any of my services as just part of it. Um, whatever you need. So, you know, maybe one day you come and you're like, I need a tarot reading on this, or you come and I'm like, I feel like you need a chakra reading is that correct? And you're like, yeah. Um, But it doesn't have to include any services. It's just all available during that time together. Um, Because like we mentioned, a lot of things kind of can come hand in hand to support you. Um, So I'll put those links there as well. And thank you so much, Nikki, for coming and for sharing your perspective um, and being able to just like really um, give this like definition and experience of shadow work.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a a great conversation and thank you for also, yeah, engaging in this conversation and for, and it was great to be on this podcast.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, we'll head out with that. Um, So thank you everyone for tuning in and listening. I hope to see you all around. Definitely hang out um, in Nikki's sphere as well and have a sunny day. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunny Days podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and catch more of my free content by following me at AlexTheGoodWitch on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If this episode resonated with you, please take a screenshot, post it in your stories, and tag me on Instagram. I appreciate your time here with me today. Peace and love to you all, and I will see you in the next episode.